Hey girl, hey, we're back with a new episode. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Natalie Nadine, the host of Unapologetically Her, the bi-weekly podcast show that's for her by her. Unapologetically Her was created to be a safe space for young women navigating the challenges of adulthood. No longer will we apologize for making choices, whether right or wrong. Instead, we will own our truths unapologetically. Created to tackle all things female, I interview women of all ages and walks of life and allow them to share their stories to help empower, embrace, and educate young ladies like myself in today's society. For today's episode, I would like to welcome Chid from But What Do I Know podcast, and we'll be talking about career versus passion. So welcome to the podcast, my girl. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Um, what a, oh, thank you. <laughs> what an esteemed intro you did. I really liked it. I Unapologetically her. Um, I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just feel like I just got like the certification of approval right now. <laughs> no, honestly, guys- when I um when I saw your podcast and I was sort of going through your page, this was probably like 2020, like just shortly after like I started mine or whatever. Um mm. and I was like, oh wow, there's another like woman podcast in Toronto that's based on like education, self-improvement, society. So I was like, oh wow, okay, like let me we need to link up so yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly and you know what's sad though there's not a lot of us out here in no so even when i've been looking for women podcasters to collaborate with it's sort of been like hmm okay there's me there's uh there's natalie uh mm-hmm. i know my girls at the cove collective um mm-hmm. and then well you know they're they're not a lot especially doing like the education self-improvement sort of there are a lot of society and culture there are a lot mm-hmm. of those and then on like the finance section there is but that in between of like we want to teach you but still chill not right? too much no <laughs> like even on the other day i was doing a poll on instagram and i asked people like you know submit active mm, black yeah, podcast i missed that i need to put mine in yeah girl I think only like six people popped up because there's not a lot of us. Yeah, yeah, they're not. And I'm just like, okay, no, we need to, we need to fix this. One, I'm yeah. going to build this directory for everybody. But right. We need to fix this. Yeah, yeah, and I think once people sort of see see us, see that people are doing it, see that it's doable, mm-hmm. then I think other people will be like, okay, look, they're doing it. Let me try too. That part exactly. Yeah. I told you, we got y'all. We got yeah. y'all. <laughs> Now, Chid, before we get into anything, tell the people who you are, where they can yes. follow you, how they can run you a check. Girl, this is your time <laughs> to self-promote. Please run the check, first of all, because content creation is not cheap. <laughs> we just talked about cameras, webcams. There are mics mm. to be bought. Like, um, But hey, Happy everyone. Hey. <laughs> Um, but yes, everyone, um, I am Chit Suzanne, founder and host of the What Do I Know podcast and brand. And, um, you know, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter. We're venturing into the TikTok world now as well at BWDIK podcast. If you want to, you know, connect with me directly, it's at Chid Suzanne, C-H-I-D-S-U-Z-A-N. Real simple. Yeah. Nice. All right. So like we said earlier, today we're going to be talking about content creation, but following your passion, but also working that career job. We're going to we're going to get into a lot today. So my first question for you is what inspired you to get into content creation? Oh, this is a really good question, because I feel like some people might be like, well, you know, I saw people doing it and um, I saw that I could make money off of it. So like, let me hop in. If that's mm-hmm. your reason, let me tell you that you need to play the long game because you will not be making money right off the bat with this with this game and this industry. That's just nope. number one. Um, but what made me get into content creation, specifically podcasting, because I feel like there are different types of content out there. Um, I really love speaking. I really love having conversations with people. Uh, when I was younger, I actually used to do my high school radio and I always kind of like really liked it, but it was something that was put on the back burner because, you know, you're trying to chase school, you're trying to figure out things and you're being realistic. I'm using air quotes for that, you know, before mm-hmm. you chase your passion, right? Especially being an immigrant, you always got to get that stable job first before you do, do your passion project. Yes. Right. So then, you know, fast forward to 2020, we've been hit by the pandemic, global pandemic. And, you know, it was horrible. You know, everybody, it, there's so much negative things that came from it. But I think the positive that came from it was that it caused a lot of us to slow down. A lot of us that were, we were running hot, like, 
commuting every day, doing so many different things that I think it forced us to just calm down and sit at home. <laughs> and for mm-hmm. those of us that are commuting every day, we started working from home, sort of tweaking our lifestyles a little bit. So it gave me time to actually fit content creation into my schedule. Because if you look at the average person who's commuting to work, mm-hmm. by the time you wake up, you're commuting, maybe you catch a train or you have to drive to work. Um, and then you finish at five, maybe you get home by like six thirty seven. Yeah. Then you have to unwind, pack your lunch for the next day or do whatever. And then maybe you're in bed again by like 11. It doesn't leave you a lot of time to start editing and recording podcasts, videos, TikTok dances, whatever. So honestly, working from home was such a big, like I benefited a lot from that. And now there's mm-hmm. nothing anyone can say to me. I am going back to that office full time. I'm so sorry because, <laughs> because at five, you me? Mm, because at five, guess what I do? I just, close my laptop and I can unwind, go for a walk. And then I can come back. And if I want to edit, I can edit. If I want to have a meeting with a podcast guest, I can do that. So Mm -hmm. I think for me, what inspired me was seeing the slowdown with a lot of things that were also happening um, in 2020. We had um, the resurgence of the Black Lives Matter movement, again, with the unfortunate death of uh, murder of George Floyd. Um, Mm -hmm. That was also sparking a lot of like society type conversations, um, and like, there's just so many things that I want to like talk about, explore, share. And I was like, I think it's time. Like I was really nervous figuring the audio and everything out was like definitely a learning curve, but yeah, I'm so excited that I, I did it. Like, yeah. Yes. First of all, you brought up a really great point. And a lot of people like, you know, they see other people, they feel inspired, but I have to agree with you. It was the pandemic and that slowdown. Everyone was just always, go, 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 go. Let's see what we can do. Having those, what, two years inside? Mm-hmm. For me, it was on and off because at exactly. least until they shut down and then they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to open again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. so those that time off, I'm just like, I like this life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When yeah. these hours go back to normal, I need to be out. I can't do this. Yeah. So I'm with you because I work half the day from home and half the day I go in for like four hours. Exactly. But to have that balance. It's the balance. Like weekends off. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's the weekends off now for me working full time. Mm-hmm. It's the twice, twice a week from the office for me. And then, you know, it just allows me flexibility, especially as, yes. as people, we live in a time right now where before it used to be really rigid. Like people could not imagine working a nine to five and doing like multiple side things, right? But now, mm-hmm. like I know some people who maybe they, they've they tweaked their hours, like they work nine to five, but in the evenings they might be going to PR influencer events or there's some people like who are doing media at events and they're able to like take time off, maybe make up the hours the next day. Like it's becoming a lot more flexible. Mm-hmm. And I think as people who want to, who are doing content, who maybe want to like build an income from this down the line, it's a really good time to like, be operating in this space because we have more flexibility for sure. Yes. Yeah. And that's the thing is to take advantage of what you have and when you have it. Exactly. Try make that routine, make that schedule, figure out what works for you, especially if you have a job that allows you that flexibility. Mm. Take advantage of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. I hear that. So my next question for you is what challenges have you faced trying to balance your career with your passion? Because like you said, you do work up until five and then mm. you do content creation. You're a podcaster. You do all these things. So any challenges? Girl, tiredness, um, fatigue. <laughs> and also when I was starting, so I started working full time, ending of 2019, beginning of 2020. Mm-hmm. And then I started my podcast uh, towards the end of 2020. So there was a period too where, and that was also when we were like fully remote home all the time. And I was also working projects at work that were not very demanding. So Mm -hmm. it was really easy. Like it wasn't mentally tasking for me to switch from like nine to five to podcast work. And like, you know, and I was Mm -hmm. able to like do a lot of things like editing, you know, have someone help me with, with social media. I was, you know, trying to also learn how to, do social media, do IG live engagement, do the act, create the actual content planning, strategizing, like, and then get to like summer of 2021, I started sort of transitioning at work and I was put on more projects. So I went from being on one sort of like fuller project to being on multiple Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I'm a city planner in my daytime job. So I'm working with like different cities, trying to help them with things like affordable housing, better transit, stuff like that. Right. So 
it's now like it requires me now to think more it requires me to also like show up more mentally physically like because before i'm not saying that i was slacking but it wasn't mentally Mm -hmm. tasking on me but now i'm finding it's harder to balance when your nine to five requires you to like mentally show up and Mm -hmm. so does your side job like it's one thing if you're working a retail job and you know you won't be there for a long time or you're working in the restaurant industry and you know that you won't be there for a long time and it's not your long game there's Mm -hmm. a sort of like mental there's a sort of mentality you have you're like you know i'm just here for the check i'll do my job but mm, versus a career job that you're like i care about my reputation i want to build this so even though i have this side thing I still need to show up for what's paying me full-time money. Like, mm-hmm. so I think that was one of the challenging things for me is like when both of, both of your jobs, both of your gigs are requiring you to show up fully mentally when it's demanding, um, when sometimes you got to work overtime. Like if you're working on a project and you need to finish your report, now I'm working till like six, seven, I can't edit that night. So maybe now I, I push it, you know? And then yeah. also balancing and recognizing like, at some point you have to sort of place certain things at a higher priority over others. Um, I know it was summertime. I wanted to be outside. So guess what I did? I took a break from the podcast after putting an episode out in mid July and Mm -hmm. now I'm going to be returning in September. Right. So knowing that, okay, it's okay to take a break. Also knowing that at sometimes maybe you need to put your social life, like reduce it a little bit. Maybe instead of hanging out every single weekend, you try to have one weekend for yourself to rest another weekend where you're editing and doing content. And then two other weekends where you're out with your girls, your boo, whoever, (laughs) you know, but trying to be outside every weekend all the time. It's a lot. Like it's a lot to Mm -hmm. manage. It's a lot to manage. So yeah, those are the challenges, girl. (laughs) Girl, when I tell you one, in terms of like finding the priority i think that's me because i'm not a person that goes out a lot but i'm still trying to find that balance and that priority where we'll be like okay so i'm home what am i gonna do first mm. and i think because i'm at that stage of kind of overworking and burnout because of working the two jobs during the week because mm. in the morning i do public relations junior publicist right. pr mm-hmm. afternoon i'm a digital marketing coordinator and then i come home and i'm a podcaster Wow. And it's like by the time the night and the and like the weekends come around, I'm just like You're I'm mentally just drained. I'm telling drained. you. Yeah. Yeah. It's and draining. Like, it's how you say like you have to show up so that I have make sure I show up in the morning. You have to give full force with the clients. In mm-hmm. the afternoon, I'm on uh, social media for the next four hours again trying to figure out how am I gonna prep the content for this client. Now in the evenings, it's like, okay, but that same thing you did for the last eight hours, you need to put that mentality back into your own thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard. And it's like, of course you care about your own thing so much Mm -hmm. that you magically the strength just comes. That's, I can't even explain what it is. It's, (laughs) it's just, you're like, listen, I've showed up for other people. I've showed up for other clients. This is now my thing. And somehow within you, the strength just comes out. (laughs) Like, yeah. <laughs> yep. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. One way or another, because you already know, like, this is your baby. Mm-hmm. Right? mm-hmm. It's your passion. It's your child. So you want to make sure you're taking good care of it, just like you take care of somebody else's kid, I would hope. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true. It's so true. Finding that balance, it's challenging, especially when you're first starting off. And then also, too, you're your whole team. Girl, so the team... Let's get into this. And mm-hmm. I'm the kind of person, like, if I work with someone, I'm trying, like, if I'm going to say, if I'm going to say that, you know, content creation is expensive and we deserve to get paid, then I want the people who are around me or working with me to also, you know, be able to, to get paid as well. Yeah. So I am sort of doing this thing where I'm consulting people out or contracting people out, if you will. So I have someone who, you know, at the beginning of every season, will just look at my social media. If there are new templates we need to create, cool, here's the money. Thank you so much. I'll take it from here. Mm-hmm. I have a videographer who helps them with in-person video because I have gone so into audio. I don't know that I can also now take on an additional task of learning and getting deep into video. Like everybody mm-hmm. has their expertise and you yes. don't need to be an expert at everything. So he's really great. He helps me with like video and then just chopping up my in-person videos into like reels and TikToks for me. Thank you. You know, I don't really do a lot of videos in person these days, especially because of the pandemic and not all my guests are based in Toronto, 
So mm-hmm. it's like maybe three here and there, whatever. Thank you so much. Cool. Um, I also, I'm even thinking of having someone help me with like TikTok just to sort of start to build that, but it's mm-hmm. not like ongoing things. And of course I have my like friend and friend and business partner. She helped me design, like I sort of sketched out the logo and my branding and the colors. And she sort mm-hmm. of like used Illustrator to bring all that stuff to life. So that was really, really great. Cause once she did yes. that, I was like, this is so elite. This brand has to like, it set the foundation for the brand. So, yeah, so I feel like for me, it's work, it's having sort of like short term contracts with people where it's like, okay, at the beginning of every season, this person, these couple of people get paid and then cool, I take it from there because I wouldn't have to now like set a budget for the podcast at the beginning of every year. This year, I sort mm-hmm. of took it seriously. Next year, I'm going to have to like take it seriously and just be like, okay, this is what I'm thinking the podcast is going to cost me this year. I'm going to try not to go over that. You know, this includes maybe one in-person event, whatever, as we open up now, mm-hmm. because it just helps you to keep track. And um, yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot. <laughs> it's it's a lot. Yeah. First of all, I applaud you because <laughs> that I've never really thought of it, even doing it that way. I'm so used to be like, okay, I want to do it myself because like I have this vision, but then I think I get overwhelmed because I know what I want. But if I can't execute it the way I want to, it frustrates me. Yeah. So I like the honesty of like having these people who help you. You know your limits with them. You know what you want to do and how to do it. Exactly. Because I'll tell you like, so like I, um, I know how I want my social media to look. But like mm-hmm. nowadays, I feel like social media is becoming less curated in the sense of like it has to look pretty and more about like the video, the message, that kind of stuff. So um, what my what my friend and... um she's really good at social media. What she sort of did was she just sort of created templates and then I can always tweak them on myself and I can work from there because I feel like that hour or so that I'm spending sitting there thinking about how I want to create the social media. That's an Mm -hmm. hour that I can spend editing, strategizing on the actual content. Right. Yes. You know, so I think it's knowing what you care about, knowing what you want to do. Like I, I'm looking for the day where I don't even have to touch my social media. Like, like I can just be able to hopefully, you know, outsource that to someone and just literally focus on just the actual content and strategy section, because Mm -hmm. I love social media, but I don't always love showing up all the time. And it then becomes another job on itself. And you want to make sure you look well, you're saying things correctly and all this stuff. Like it's, it's also a lot too. Right. So, and Mm -hmm. that wasn't necessarily the, that wasn't necessarily the part that drew me to content creation. It was more like the podcast inside. So yeah, yeah I think it's knowing. I think it's knowing your strengths because yeah, it's draining trying to do everything. Like now, even with reels, I figured out how to like, you know, video edit for a little bit. We were talking about like creating intros. I'm going to have mm-hmm. to get help with that because guess what? I don't want to have to become an OG video videographer. <laughs> I literally spent hours yesterday on Premiere Pro. Mm-hmm. trying to figure out video and i was like okay cool i got this i figured this out but i was like man i understand why you can have a whole person dedicated to this because it's a lot it's a lot yeah it's a then lot back in the day and i said mm, no this is why i stopped doing youtube <laughs> yeah that's why even for me like that's why for like visuals now people are like oh like you know chid like your content is so good the audio quality is lit the video clips we're getting a later you're gonna put the full thing somewhere i said Baby, I'm going to probably put the full on a Patreon as this podcast grows and y'all go get the <laughs> clips on YouTube because it's a lot of effort. Like adding that video yes. is an added layer of effort that, yeah, <laughs> needs to no, be sustained. It really is. Mm-hmm. Like your people don't understand. One thing's okay, you know, you just do one, two and you post it on there. I have another friend right now. I'm helping her. She's starting her whole, like, you know, kind of like sketch comedy type mm. of channel stuff like that. And she didn't re- like, she wasn't a social media person at all, but she does acting already. So I'm like, start doing these monologues because of the pandemic until you're able to go back on the stage. A lot of like Jamaican comedies and stuff. Yeah. And she's seeing like all the backhand to what it takes to do the content creation. So how to film the video herself, how to edit, how to put her watermark on it, how we set up all her channels, how you have to do your bio. How's this going to get uploaded here? How's that going to get uploaded there? And Girl. you never realize how much even yourself you put into it until you're helping somebody else mm-hmm. or until you're doing it yourself, like brand new. And it's like, this is what you do. This yeah. is why it takes you this hours. Is, this is why it takes you hours. Like I know some people and like, 
I know with TikTok, um, a lot of people, the, the, the barrier to like video content is kind of like, it's easier now. You're able to like add captions on TikTok and Instagram reels versus trying to like mm-hmm. type out the words on Adobe Premiere or like sync them or yeah. whatever. Right. So it's getting easier for some people who want to do like quick short videos. But baby, when it comes to this long form content, podcasts, <laughs> video YouTubes that are up to an hour, that takes time to edit because not everything yeah. that you say makes it like, Mm-mm. yeah. Not at all. It's See, yeah, it's a lot. Someone else understands the struggle. Girl, and we're actually able to vocalize it. It's not as easy as y'all think. No, it's not. It's, it's not, not. It's not. It's not. <laughs> so you kind of answered this actually because I want to be like, how did you find support as a career woman and an entrepreneur in the early stages? But like, how you mm. kind of touched on having a like, like you a, have a team now. Yeah, like, yeah. So it's funny. Um, I still think that I'm in like the early ish stages. Mm-hmm. But I'll speak to like, yeah, when I like just got started and what I, I think what helped me find balance between the two was, um, in my career, like my full-time job right now, I had a mentor who helped me sort of like, we would do check-ins. I still have her cause I also have to have her to get registered officially, but mm-hmm. we just like have like monthly meetings, check-ins, talk, get help. Because when you're getting into these fields and working corporate, that's yeah. a whole other adjustment that you have to make. So between doing that dance and trying to figure that out and then also being an entrepreneur where things are a lot more relaxed and you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think help having a mentor, having supportive colleagues at work that helped me with that side. And then for the podcast was what was then again, building out a team gradually, like as I went mm-hmm. seeking out help as I went, not being afraid of asking questions. Um, and then also just like, I'm big on clean, simple execution until you can get to the next step. Like some people are starting and from day one, they want to have a crisp YouTube video. They want to have the intro. They want to have this. They want to have that. And I had some people who were in my ear like, oh, like, why don't you just like a video? And I put, I was like, no, I'm all about simple, crisp as execution. If I can't Mm -hmm. do it well, I don't want to touch it right now. Like that would be the next stage. Right now I've conquered audio. We're venturing into video now, right? And I'm yes. taking it step by step. But you can't be day out. I want to do audio, video, this, that. I want to have a thousand followers on Instagram and TikTok. I'm thinking I'm trying to go viral. This, calm down, like mm-hmm. you know. So I think that mindset also helped me a lot. Like just focus on the execution. Once you are able to execute cleanly, and you know you're you're showing up the best that you can. You're consistent. People are as you build and people get accustomed to your content you'll be able to now gradually learn at your own pace the other skills that you need to learn. But like, don't kill yourself in the beginning. Like, (laughs) yeah, pace yourself. It's a long game. It's a long game for real. I like how you said that because I feel like everyone always has these expectations and I'm guilty of that. That's why I'm like, oh, shoot. Me too, girl. (laughs) Because like, I need to do everything one time. This needs to be good. And that's the thing. When you, it's like having too many hands in the pot yeah. And this rate, it's having too many pots for one set of hands. Yes. Yes. Okay. And it's like, okay. Yo, we need to have that stamped somewhere. <laughs> too many pots. I only got two hands. Like, how you want me to carry all of them? <laughs> Unless I am Ursula with my hands, it's not going to work. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, exactly. And I think, I also think what it is, is like, it's the pressure to perform. It's the pressure to, mm. to like, look lit it's the pressure to just look like you're doing everything on social media and i don't even know how to tell people like oh don't fall for the pressure because even sometimes i go and i'm like wow like this people this person's video looks lit like mm-hmm. let me revisit this youtube idea but it's like this person has a patreon wow how did they get 50 patreons already how are they getting this many listeners there but it's like you just have to you really do have to like sometimes like take inspiration from people, be happy for people because trust me, they're working yeah. hard, but sometimes just have tunnel vision on your own race as well. Like, yes. yeah. Cause yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hope y'all taking notes because she's dropping gems. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> Preaching. It's giving ser- sermon. It's, right. <laughs> Now, I want to know from experience, what is your go-to advice to those struggling to find balance and support as they pursue their passion alongside their career? Because girl, you've been Mm. dropping gems. Yeah. Honestly, I think 
first rewind and listen to what we've been talking about because we've been dropping mm-hmm. gems along the way. Yep. But I think what I can add to that is um, I think know what you actually want to get out of it. So, for example, I think we're seeing a lot of um, people that are like, this is how I quit my nine to five and became a full time content creator. And we've been seeing that, seeing it over and over again. And congratulations. I'm so happy for those people. But that may not be everyone's story. You may not be able to quit mm-hmm. your corporate job after three years to go do full-time podcasting, YouTube, whatever it may be, right? I think know what you want to get out of it and that'll help you create that balance or when things are a little bit shaky, it helps you fall back into balance. Like for me, I know that right yeah. now, I'm not quitting shit. Like no one's <laughs> quitting their full-time job. <laughs> no, I actually didn't expect that answer. Sorry, but... <laughs> No one's quitting anything. Like the, the nine to five is funding a lot of things. It's funding my lifestyle. It's funding this mm-hmm. project. It's paying people for the podcast. And then as I build, we'll see what happens, right? Like, Boom. you know, God willing, God's grace. We really hope we can do great things with this platform, but don't try to like force things. Like, okay, I'm trying to like after work, do the uh, do the most go here do this do that so that i can come out and say that i had a victorious story of quitting my corporate job after three years like no you know so i think it's easier to find that balance when you know what you want to get out of it if yes. your goal is to quit your job and get full time baby that's a lot of work it's a lot of pressure on yourself and you might have to pace yourself with your timeline maybe if you thought you could do it in five years maybe it's seven maybe it's ten mm-hmm. right so I think just being realistic, like there's, there are a lot of how I quit my this to become this that's going around now. So a lot of people are thinking that it is really easy to do it. And it's, it's not, it's yeah. not like it's doable, but it's not easy depending on what type of content you make. If you're like, for example, we do podcasts and where we're out here having conversations about, you know, certain things, it may not be as easy to get sponsorships, um, for your episodes as it may be for beauty influencer. Like we know it may be easier for someone to become a fashion over ambassador, but mm-hmm. I don't talk about fashion on my podcast. So I can't go to fashion over and be like, Hey, can you cut the check, run me a bag for it's, you know, so yes. depending on what type of content you make, timelines will be different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. First of all, that is the realest shit I ever heard. <laughs> right? Because you're right. There's this big focus on I need to become an entrepreneur and I need to do... I always tell people, mind you, I want to do my own side thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want that to be my full-time life. I like a good night. Yeah. First of all, this nine-to-five life everyone kept down. I'm like, I like this. Mm-hmm. Let me do what you need me to do. By the time five, six o'clock comes, I clock off. Mm-hmm. Weekends are to myself. Right? Right. Was, oh, I need to be an entrepreneur. But then you work 24 hours for yourself when I can just work the eight and then do my thing. <laughs> yeah. So you kind of have to realize like, okay, balance. What works for you? What does it? If you're an exactly. entrepreneur, that's great. If you're yeah. a career nine to five person, that's great. Mm-hmm. Find what works for you, but not everybody needs to jump on the bandwagon. And like you said, have this miraculous success story. Yeah. Like those sponsored ads we keep seeing on YouTube and like your IG story. Damn. Find out how to become a self-made millionaire in just 30 days. Yeah. Like, how I quit my nine to five. Yeah. No. Like how I made, how I turned $10 into 10,000. It's like, yeah. baby, <laughs> just chill. <laughs> chill. You know what that reminds me of when you keep seeing those ads? Do you remember those commercials that used to come on as a kid? You're sitting in your house and you're watching TV. Everest College? <laughs> That is the modern day version for us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm telling you. And and I feel so sorry for people who really just want to live simple lives. Yes. Like people who are not interested in the rush and the hustle and the bustle and who want to like attain success, mm-hmm. but still want to just chill. Like, let's relax. Right. You know, like you As have all this pressure. For it. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. there really are things that you will have to like substitute and sacrifice for, for all of that, like time. Like, will you have time for, for yourself even? Like we're talking about self-care. We have time for yourself. Will you have time for your friends? We have time for your family. Like there are a lot, yes. there's a lot that goes into that. So 
yeah, just run the run the race at your own pace. Exactly. And like you said, tunnel vision. Don't watch what everyone else is doing exactly. and have like that, but what about me? Mm-hmm. I should be doing this. Nope. Yeah. Tunnel vision all sure. the way. Yeah. So you brought up a term just now. You said self-care. Mm, so yes, I self- did. Right? <laughs> self-care is something our generation tells us to prioritize. Mm. However, we still have a problem doing so. Now, why mm. is that? Girl, that's a question for the ages. Um, mm-hmm. I think we're getting better, right? I think, and like shout out to this generation. I think we're really interested in doing the self-work. We're really interested in asking hard questions yeah. going within self and wanting to like better. Like, like we're hearing words like intergenerational trauma, building generational wealth and self-care, self like we're really, <laughs> shout out to us because we have made therapy and all that self-work so mainstream, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that you have two combatant forces. I think you have on one side, it's like, take care of yourself, take care of your mind, uh, seek help if you need it, seek therapy. And then on the other side, you have like, I need to make money, hustle, millionaire yeah. by 25. Uh, you know, we just talked about all the pressures of entrepreneur, build the business, uh, a fight. And then on the, and then added to that too, cost of living is going up. Mm-hmm. Cost of living is going up. We're in a time of high inflation. Gas was just 180. Thank God it's dropped to like what? 150 now. Like, <laughs> so it's like bus pass all the way. Girl, commuting, go trains. Like, the, so mm. it's like, I think it's just. We we want to practice self-care, but you have these combating forces. It's like, yes, I want to take care of myself, but how do I do that when the daily pressures of life require me to be constantly on the go? Yeah. Like, how am I supposed to take the bubble bath when I'm working nine to five? Then I got a side gig from five to nine. I might take like, you know, so it's it's a it's a lot. I think that the everyday pressures are what sort of restrict us from being able to like practice self-care to the fullest or how that may look. And then just the other side of like self-care doesn't necessarily have to take up all your time. Like, you mm-hmm. know, self-care for you might be eating, eating cleaner, eating better. It might be drinking more water. It might be listening to your favorite R&B playlist. Right. I think, I think for us, because we're so busy and because we want to accomplish a lot of things mm-hmm. um, in this generation, like, in general, we just be doing it all. I think self-care is going to yeah. have to be tweaked. It can't look like the way Instagram is trying to sell to us, like taking a bubble bath while I'm drinking red wine and I'm watching a show and I'm getting my nails done. Like it might, that part. <laughs> it, it might just be that I reflected that I journaled today once a mm-hmm. week that I, you know, I, I read my affirmations out loud to myself in the morning before I left the house. Like it, it might have to look different just because of the daily pressures. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. 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 (laughs) But see, and like you said, again, it looks different for everyone. Sometimes we can't always afford a whole self-care day. Sometimes we can't always afford therapy and what the case may be, but it circles right back to find what works. Exactly. Whether it's a full day, half day, or that hour. Exactly. And I like what you just said too, because like, I think... It's it's hard because it's such a full circle like thin, like with literally what you just said, like sometimes we can't afford to practice self-care. Like, how do I take care of myself if I don't have the money? Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, how am I supposed to have that day for a spa when I'm working, I'm paying rent and I'm, you know, so I, I really think that because life in general has gotten like the cost of living and taking yep. care of ourselves has gotten up, self-care in general has also gone up and mm-hmm. that requires us to like, you know, tweak little things here and there. You're right. I, some people can't afford therapy, you know? So even though I'm such a big advocate for that, even I can't afford to be in therapy all the time. Mm-hmm. I do four sessions in a month and I'm like, girl, I'm going to see you in a couple of months when I have that more disposable <laughs> amount to give you. Like, so it's hard. <laughs> yeah. Like what happens when you got to pay rent? Um, what happens when it's rent or therapy? My God. <laughs> Delta, talk your feelings. Yeah, like <laughs> it's it's hard, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, in that case, what practices have you embodied to help mm. care for yourself mentally and spiritually, physically? Yeah, girl, I am. Um, mm. 
I'm trying to work out more. Um, and not oh, even, yeah, I know. I know. I like, thank the Lord. I'm quite, you know, I'm slim. I'm, I look fit. Thank God. Thank my parents for the jeans. <laughs> so, you? you know, so I don't have to do too much, but I'm doing it now for a sake of like, I just want to take care of my body. I don't want them telling me that, you know, a habit I had when I was 20 is the reason I now I'm really sick when I'm like 60. So I'm like, okay, let mm. me add this into my routine somehow. So I'm trying to work out once or twice a week consistently. Um, I've slacked off lately, but I used to journal at nighttime, maybe like twice a week as well. Mm -hmm. And then I love me a good R&B playlist. I love dancing in the morning. Um, right. And then I, there's also a really good app. It's escaping me, but I'm just going to look at my phone right now to grab it for yeah. a second. Um, it is called Insight Timer. It's a really good app. It's free mm. and it has like over 40,000 different meditations. So there's it's a what? Insight Timer. I'm write that down. Mm -hmm. My friend put me on. And yeah, it's free. The meditations are free. And then they have a lot of like meditation instructors, teachers. Mm. Um, so there, and even like there's some meditations that are just affirmations. So I pop it in when I'm getting ready in the morning, the, the instructor will be like, I am loved. I'm like, I am love, girl. Like, yes. and it's just nice. Like, you know, if you don't have time to like get into all the deep woo woo meditations of this just helps you like, and you can pick a time. So when I don't have time, I choose the nine minute one. If I have time and I want to like listen to a longer meditation, I'll choose a 20 minute one. But yeah, that helps a lot. That helps. That helps a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. See, again, it's the gems because I would try that. Yeah. Try it. When my friend, my friend is who's really into like fitness, all that stuff. She, she put me on and I was like, wow. And they're free. Like, of course, there's an, there's an aspect of the app where if you pay more, you get more. But so many meditations at your disposal, affirmations, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. Okay, mm -hmm. I can definitely try that because I think I'm on that journey as well. Where it's just like self care, but how do I do it? Yeah, Same thing with the working out. There is the gym that is just taking my money by weekly. And are you going? You yeah, say it's taking my money by weekly. <laughs> and that's why I kind of had to stop the gym, and because. I know people say, "Well, if you pay to the gym, if you pay to go to the gym, then you you get up and you go." Mm -mm. No. Mm -mm. So guess what? Mm -hmm. I got a treadmill in the basement. I have a mat. I have weights. I have resistant bands. We gonna figure it out in, in the basement. I'm gonna like, have to do that because yeah. at this rate, I'm going broke for a gym that I don't even go to, and the gym is hella cheap. <laughs> That's the sad part. And I think because I don't know, maybe it's a mental thing. Maybe because it is it's a cheaper, mental thing. Oh, I'm like, it's eh. <laughs> whatever. It's some big up like good like fitness prices. Then oh, yeah, be <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. So, nah, I definitely feel you on that, though. And I think, like, also with the pandemic and gyms being closed, a lot of people had to figure out how to work out in, in the house. So, right. yeah, like, yeah. Some, like, fitness, go back to running or something because the mm -hmm. way my body yeah, is running. 25 but feeling 50, feeling <laughs> 75. No, I know. No, no, let me not say 50 because there's some good-looking 50-year-olds yeah. who are doing it better than me. So let me jump to, like, 75, 85. <laughs> Like the knees were cracking. Yeah, yeah. I was talking about with Monique on the other episode, and she's talking about how she got some good Megan the Stallion knees. Yeah. I'm like, girl, I did the one drop. Yeah, I'm struggling to get back up. Girl, I know. I'm telling you, and I was just like, you know what? Let me activate these these bones, this body. Let me just get moving. Yeah. So. Mm hmm. <laughs> So my next question is, how do you suggest we begin the process of self-actualization? Oh, so you know what? When when I was reviewing these questions, first of mm -hmm. all, I love this question so much. And I was like, girl, let me even make sure I know what that word self-actualization means. You know, I have to Google that too because I'm like, girl. I should have asked her this right because the way this is flowing right now. Right? And then I was talking to my sister about it and my sister bless her she's also a nurse into the like psych stuff she was like yeah self-actualization you know the maslow's hierarchy so let me plug maslow's hierarchy right here so there's mm. a whole hierarchy of your needs and your wants right and the whole idea is at the bottom is your basic needs so your your shelter your food and as you make your way up to the top of the pyramid to the top of the hierarchy that's where you reach self-actualization that's self-actualization is where you are fulfilling 
your wants and you don't have to worry about am I well, like you are well and you can move to that next step of like actualizing and bringing your dreams to fruition, right? Mm. So I think that first step to self-actualization is reflecting on what your purpose is and what do you actually want to actualize? Like, like what do you want to come to fruition? What does that like, what does it look like for you when you have mm-hmm. brought something to reality, when you, you're living out your purpose? Like, what does that look like for you? And when I, and obviously it changes. I don't think that people are like, oh, I know my purpose. I think discovering your purpose changes from the moment you start to discover it to the time you live, you leave this earth. Like, I think you're always kind of figuring out what that purpose is, but I think just generally knowing, like, I know for me, when I'm doing my podcast and building what it is I'm building, I'm in my zone of genius. Like for me, that's, I'm building something, right? Mm -hmm. So I think if you can figure out what that looks like for you and write it down, write it down, type it in your phone, in your notes, and just constantly maybe like reflect on it. It'll Mm -hmm. help you track progress. It'll help you track growth. And yeah, I think the first step is like reflecting on what it is you, what your purpose is, what you want, and like writing it down. Yeah, I'll say that that's like the first step. Ooh. Yeah, I you think, yeah. You something in my mind right now. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what did I unlock, girl? <laughs> girl, I'm about to re- reevaluate my whole life and my content and this and that. What is it? What is it that I want to give? Right. Yeah. Also, what is it that I want to give? And I think self-actualization is such a big thing because a lot of it is like, for a lot of us, we're still in that bottom of, we're still trying to clothe and feed ourselves and make sure that we're financially well. Right. Mm-hmm. You look at the people who are wealthy, who have good money and who are able to give back, who are able to do philanthropy, who are able to, just live and not worry. Like that is some top tier self-actualization. And of course, not everyone will get to that point of like financial liberty and financial freedom Yeah. with what you have and with where you see yourself going. What can you do with that? You know? So yeah. Right. Like I'm not saying we all have to be Jay-Z and be billionaires and Rihanna and like, you know, doing all the most, but with what we have and where we're going, what can we do with that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the way I'm about to watch back this episode, like girl, I'm not in it asking will... you these questions because Girl, I will be watching this episode multiple times. I'll be sharing. I can't wait for this to come out. Girl. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. oh my. Oh my. <laughs> girl said, oh my. <laughs> but honestly, <laughs> let me give you your props because you are asking such great questions. You are asking them well and you are pulling something out of me that I didn't I didn't even know I had. So Big ups to you. <laughs> That's always my favorite part. When people actually, they realize their own answers. They're like, oh, damn. Yeah, like, you, you really got one out of me. <laughs> and this is what I love. First of all, I always I always tell people, I send my guests their questions ahead of time. But I love when the answers actually, like, yeah, come to fruition. Yeah, because I skimmed and it, I'm but... even amazed. <laughs> you see the you power see. that lies within. You didn't even know that. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So my next question for you is, what tips do you suggest other young ladies like ourselves try to not feel overwhelmed and continue to pursue their passions in a healthy manner? Mm. Ooh, that's a good one. I'm going to kind of just summarize all that we've said. I think it ties back Mm -hmm. to, like I said, again, like know what you want to get out of both your content creation, your career, know if those are going to blend at a time at a particular point. Cause some people are like their uh, business and side business is really, really closely aligned to their, to their nine to five work. So it will be easy for you to make that transition. Right. So figure out what yeah. you want out of this, reflect on it. It might change, be okay with that change. Um, also I'm a person that like, I, I'm a planner. Like I plan cities for a living. I plan things out. I like to strategize, but also mm-hmm. letting, I'm learning to like let go and relinquish that control a little bit. You know, like if, if something doesn't go as planned, if I thought I would be here, but now it's taking me here, I'm okay. That's all part of the journey. Like I'm still talking myself into that, but mm-hmm. it's coming. I think, you know, letting go a little bit, letting that control go, reflecting on what you want, knowing what your purpose in the space is um, and just be easy on yourself. Like, 
I know for me, like I try to have my evenings to be for, for editing and content so that on the weekends, for the most part, I'm maybe doing a little, a little bit more relaxing, but sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't work like that. Like sometimes I want to watch insecure. Okay. Sometimes I just want to watch a show mm-hmm. on Thursday night or Friday night. I want to eat my wings and watch a show. So guess what? I'm going to do that. And then Saturday afternoon, we have some time to edit if I'm not out with the girls. So yeah, I think it's just finding the flow. Just, yeah, you got to really flow with it and not being stuck and don't beat yourself up. Just, just go, go with it. Yeah. I think that's what I would say. <laughs> Honestly, I think that's where I am right now. I used to have, I used to have this thing where again, always, like you said, you always need to have a plan. Yeah. I need to have this. I need to have that. And then when it didn't work out, I would feel so disappointed. I would feel so let down. I'd be beating myself up over it. Girl. And I reached that point, whether it's um, whether it's work, whether it's doing content, whether it's relationship, whatever the case may be, it really is go with the flow. Mm-hmm. Not everything that you expect to have happen is going to happen. And you have to be able to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Stop watching other people's accomplishment and where they are in life. That's great yeah. that they were able to get there, but maybe you're not supposed to be there at this time. Exactly. There's something greater for you in store. Mm-hmm. Everyone's story when is different. When we rush the process, when we rush what the universe or what God, depending on what you believe in, exactly has yeah. for you, that's when it kind of steers you wrong. Amen that that's a really Hello? big part that's a really big part and also like i know it, it's really corny when you hear people sometimes say like oh you know enjoy the process the journey is all part of it but it really is true because mm-hmm. it prepares you like i think to myself right now if my podcast was to go viral tomorrow i don't know that i would be ready for that i don't know that i'll be able to handle the pressure that that would put on me to yeah. now perform and maybe give the people similar episodes. Maybe now I'm putting pressure on myself to drop every week. Maybe, you know, like I think enjoy being small, to be mm-hmm. honest, like enjoy being small, mid-sized as you grow, because it prepares you for the bigger things. Like some yeah. people be wanting to go viral. And then when the virality comes like, what do you do with it? Were you ready? Because nope. the internet moves fast. Like you got your viral minute. Now, how did you sort of use that to strategize? Yes. So like enjoy being small, enjoy the growth for real. Mm-hmm. I like how yeah. you said enjoy being small. I feel like that needs to be plastered everywhere because yeah. people assume small and always think the negative or that you're less exact, than. Exactly. Same thing. When it first came out, I need to be weekly. I have to do the S and no. Change to bi-weekly. Bi-weekly here, baby. what works for me. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> This, this is going to be my favorite question for you right now. Ooh, okay. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. <laughs> it's sad because we've been having such good conversation. Yeah. So whenever so I ask this good. question, it's the very end. Mm. But I want to oh. make you go to your bag. Oh, I feel the question coming. You feel it coming. <laughs> I need you to tell the people. Mm. What does it mean to be mm-hmm. unapologetically cheered, honey? Mm. Mm. Girl, it means doing things for me and saying no to things that do not serve me. Like I have learned, I have mastered the art of saying no to things that do not serve me. I'm getting better at it. And wow, it is so like just freeing because I used to want to be here, do this, do that for this person. It's like, I'm doing so much. I'm in all this energy. I'm drained and I don't even have time for my own stuff, for my own vision. I don't have time to even sit and take care of myself and reflect. So now I'm saying no and I'm not feeling bad. And I'm also doing things for me because I used to do things for maybe my family. I used to do things. I'm the first daughter of my household. So I also used to do things to to create ease and flow in the family and in my friendships. I find that I'm also the person that people can come to, to hear advice and whatever. But I want to do things for me right now. So that's me being unapologetically chid. Yeah. (laughs) First of all, you got me with the art of saying no. Yeah. (laughs) Because that is something that I still need to master. And it's just like, oh, yeah, you know, you want to please everybody. You don't want (sighs) no one to be upset or mad at you. And it's like, "Mm, this is exhausting. It is. This is exhausting. And... And it shows when you're in a space that you don't want to be in because you'd rather be at home 
sleeping, editing, doing something else. So it's like, why do that? Let me just, let me just, you know, not. <laughs> yeah. And it was hard. It was really mm. hard. But I also think the pandemic helped me with that because the pandemic was the best excuse ever. I mean, in, we're inside. Girl, I'm a, I'm a pandemic girl. Why are you asking me to come out? The amount of people who are like, oh my gosh, I can't be home. This is driving me crazy. I'm like my introvert self. Girl, me, I was who doesn't like, like to go out? <laughs> The pandemic lasted another three months for me. Mm -hmm. Home, my TV, my music. Yeah. We can talk through text. That's fine. If you want to look on FaceTime, I, give me girl, at least two days' notice. Girl, I started doing FaceTime Fridays with one of my girls. We started doing like wine Fridays. So we would have our wings, our wine on Friday nights, mm. like once a month or every other week or whatever. That was enough for me. Like, I got my little social fill from that. But yeah, like walks here and there with the girls, but nothing that like drains me. I find that like sometimes yes. going out, you're expensing so much energy. So yeah. Someone who gets it. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't like to go out and I do warn people if you're taking me out of my house, it better be for good reasons because I'm yeah. a piss about it later. Yes. Because I enjoy my space. I enjoy yeah. my I like I like where I live. I enjoy my home. Yeah, me too. Me too. I have no I get good cooked food from a Jamaican woman every day. Shout out to my mama. From an African woman over here. So you know it's it's busting down. Jamaican. It's busting down. It's just like Yeah. So we got no worries. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So oh. I feel like I'm a shed tear. Oh, this has been so fun, girl. I love this. <laughs> First of all, oh. thank you. Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> because, all, like, I always talk about the gems, but this is why I love doing podcasts with people and not solo episodes so much. Yeah. Because what you bring out of the guests and what the guest brings out of you, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. leave here on another level. You do. Like, this actually fuels you. Like, yes. for me, this is not draining. Like, sometimes I'd be talking to people and it's like, oh, I'm drained. But when you have that good vibe with the host mm -hmm. and the guest, it's it's rejuvenating, for real, for yep. real. So, thank you. No, thank you for having me, not, having me on. This has been, this has been amazing. This has been amazing. <laughs> First of all, like I said, I'm honored, y'all. Yeah. But on that note, that concludes today's episode. So I want to thank my guest, Chid, one more time for joining me. Make sure you follow her on all platforms. Girl, go ahead and promote yourself one more time. Yes, on all the socials, at BWDIK Podcast to connect with the But What Do I Know Podcast, and at Chid Suzanne to connect with me directly. Thank you again for having me, Natalie. This was so, so, so amazing. Thank you. We're going we to keep running this back. We're going to do this again. My when platform, IG Lives, we're going to keep doing this. Don't worry. You just tell me when and where and I will be there. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yes, and as for the podcast, make sure you guys follow the podcast on Instagram at Unapologetically Her and subscribe to the YouTube channel Unapologetically Her Podcast to watch past episodes and blogs. Also, make sure to listen to the podcast on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Anchor, and Apple Podcasts. And leave a review. Let, let your girl know what you think about the shows. Mm -hmm. Lastly, check out my website, unapologeticallyher.ca, and fill out the Google form to be my next guest. Thank you all for listening, and make sure you tune in for next episode. Much love. Peace. Mm -hmm. Thanks, my girl. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>